It's time to raise the roof, and we actually got to raise the roof yesterday. This is episode two of uh, Raise the Roof, our Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Evan and Gibby are back. Uh, it was a lot of exciting things to talk about about last night's game. Obviously, it's an off day, so we get a little bit of time to talk about everything. We would have done yesterday, but it got a little bit too late. But uh, for those that didn't watch, uh, the Rays ended up taking two out of three against the Yankees. They won last night 5-2. Things got a little bit dicey in the ninth inning, thank God. Uh, uh, Fairbanks, Pete, uh, big, big heat. Pete was there to hold down the fort uh, in the ninth. Um, but I kind of wanted to get your your guys' reaction after what happened on. Um, well, first off, your reaction to the suspensions um, of Cash, uh, Rays manager Kevin Cash, Yankees manager Aaron Boone, and Yankees reliever Aldis Chapman after what happened uh, on, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday night's game. And then your reactions to uh, what happened last night. Anyone uh, of you guys can start? I'll go first. Um, so I think all the, all of the, uh, suspensions were necessary, even cash, you know, like he did say some stuff, but like, I'm just, I'm just glad. Like, I think that really lit a fire under our guys and you could clearly see it in the first inning of play, how, how fired up they were for this game, especially I think after the manager got, got, uh, suspended for, for saying what he said, you know, like his bullpen full of 98s. I think, I think that really, uh helped fire our guys up and you know i i, I also support I, i'm not sure really sure what boone did but like he he was the, probably the one who told who told uh tanaka to intentionally throw at, at wendell you know so mm-hmm. it kind of falls the blame kind of falls on him there and you know chapman he was throwing inside a lot one at the head deadly one to mike Russo, which you know the yankees ended up regretting that one <laughs> after today um so that's my so I, I support all the suspensions. You know, just one game for both the managers, three games for Chapman. It makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely think the man, both managers should get uh, suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Cash. I, I I don't really know what Boone did either, but um, I think it just comes down to like the leadership. He was the head. He's the head of the team, and he should have maybe done a better job to like calm the storm a little bit before it escalated to the point it did. Um, I, I don't know, personally me in a 60 game season, three games might be a lot for Chapman. Like he didn't hit He didn't hit anybody and he's always known to be wild. And I still don't think that was on purpose, but I would say two games maybe for Chapman. I know that's only a game difference, but I guess in a yeah. game season it is kind of a big difference. Yeah. So I would give Chapman the benefit of the doubt there, but yeah, I agree. I think the, Cash definitely should. Have, I mean, I, I still support what he said. Mm-hmm. I have the players, but I mean, he definitely should have got a suspension. And I guess Boone should too, but still not sure really what he did. Yeah, I want to say so. I saw something Jared, Jared Carabas uh, put something on, on Twitter where he was like, Joe Kelly got eight games for throwing not even close to Carlos Correa. And um, Chapman got three games for literally almost nailing Mike Brousseau in the head with 101. So like, where does the five, like, 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 why did MLB decide eight games for Kelly with all the Astros stuff? Like, are they really backing up the Astros that much, even though they blatantly cheated? Why are they giving him five more games compared to what Chapman did, which is literally almost in danger of the life of a, uh, of a team, uh, like of a player? Because the MLB is trying to get out of, in front of, in front of it. That's why. Yeah. They're trying to make a big statement on, I mean, everybody hates the Astros. Every every player, every manager, most yeah. every fan, other than Astros fans, hate the Astros. 
and they I think they just wanted to get out in front of it, make a big statement. Eight games was way too much. I think that even eight games is way too much. I think Astros fans would even say that eight games was way too much. But they were just saying like, I know you guys like all despise what they did, but like if you do anything like that, you're gonna get an eight game suspension or something close. That, to that. is true. So they were just trying to make an example out of him, I believe. I, I just want here. Wait, sorry. I, I just wanted to say like if 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 Major League Baseball was like by suspending someone that means that they are determining that what Chapman did was intentional. Mm-hmm. So if both of them were intentional, then how is, you know, it, it, despite the Astros thing, like if the Astros thing was worth five games, then it was worth five games uh, and added five games. But comparatively speaking, the Chapman situation in terms of not hitting someone was a much more dangerous situation than that of the Joe Kelly situation with Correa. Joe Kelly also had like some, other stuff going on you know he was also taunting he was also throwing back at, he was also when uh and he actually had control issues in that game yeah he he did um and also bregman when he was sliding back to first uh joe kelly just kept throwing it at his basically at the ground so it would hit him while he was sliding back both of them were bad you know but they both got suspended you know one just got suspended more than the other yeah i i, I think that we might have wanted to see chapman get suspended for more and maybe for less um but i i, I still think that you know like the situation was bad enough to where it was you know it was it was necessary for uh, for the situation uh but going on to what happened obviously during last night's game uh it, mike mike Brousseau, obviously the person who chapman almost nailed in the head uh it got his revenge uh against the yankees uh for for those that didn't see the Rays Twitter account went absolutely off with one of the, I think, in my opinion, one of the best tweets of the season, which I think it was like over everyone's head. And yeah. it was, and it was the video of the home run and then him pimping it out like Sammy Sosa, which mm-hmm. is just one of the biggest, like one of the greatest things ever. And then the, I guess the funniest thing was, is, I, I muted myself. I think the funniest thing about the entire thing was I don't think major league baseball tweeted about the entire Rays Yankees game. Yeah. Yet Barstool put out the Mike Brousseau things and was like, oh Mike Brousseau Revenge Tour 2020. <laughs> and I was like, this is just amazing. I mean, he he couldn't have done that any better, honestly. Was, I like that was it was very satisfying. I very mean satisfying. so satisfying. Definitely one of the more satisfying wins I think I've seen in a while. Um I still don't know how he st- went up to the plate that easily. If I was him, I'd still be like a little shaken up after that. Like your life kind of flashed like before your eyes, and I don't know. I mean, that takes big time guts to do that. Um, uh, I mean, the offense was just amazing in the first inning. They started off the game with five straight hits, I think, got through all nine hitters, and bullpen played really, really well. But yeah, just a really good team win, I guess. Yeah, you can definitely tell the energy yesterday was different. You could you could hear it um, in the live feed of the game. You know, like even the commentators were commenting about it, um, how loud the Rays bullpen, the Rays uh, dugout was the whole time. A lot of energy. I think Mike fed off of that, and you know he was able to rise to the occasion. You know, I, I liked his post his post game uh, press conference too. He was very humble. And, you know, everyone was asking him about like revenge, revenge, revenge. How how did it feel? And he was like, it wasn't really like that. Um, it it was more, it was like more emotional for him, I guess. That's what he was saying, you know. Yeah, that's but what I, I bet you, for for real, it, it probably felt good to oh, yeah. get that back on them. Yeah, that's what the manager. That's what uh, that's what Q said after the game. He was like, that was a really emotional moment for the team when he did that. I mean, I would be scared, like like Evan said, I'd be scared as hell if I were to go in that box after after 
and literally having your your life flash before your eyes and narrowly ducking out of the way. Um, I I feel like so I thought about this game in two different ways. The first inning was really great, and then obviously Brissot hitting the second home run to go up five nothing was really great. And then they really didn't score any, you know, they didn't have any offense for the rest of the game. And it would have been nice to, for them to just blow them out. But I think it's kind of funny because so I think the other story of the game was Charlie Morton is uh, Charlie Morton came back on the mound, pitched two innings, struck out four guys, did walk two, but uh, struck out four guys. So he had a really good first outing back. And I think it was funny because like it wasn't that the Rays blew them out. It was that the Rays jumped out to a big lead, made the statement early, and then just suffocated the Yankees offense for the rest of the game, just like constricted them like a snake. And it was just – except, I mean, obviously Clint Frazier had the home run, which I know a lot of people were saying was a fluke home run. It would have only went out at Yankee Stadium, but a home run's a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Rays do have the well, short porch. Fenway too, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. So there's other places where you know there's there's short porches. The Trop has a short porch, so I mean, yeah. It, the Yankee Stadium is not the only one, but it's like, but then like the ninth inning just stressed me out. I thought that Loop was gonna have a bad outing. He was he was fine. I'm trying to think of the guy who they had. Who was the guy that was in before Fairbanks came in in the ninth and third two innings? Yeah, he pitched really well. He apparently. Uh, hold on. Give me. Um, do you see Neil Sullen's tweet? Yeah, he didn't lit up a – I think it was, like, for, like, nine consecutive, nine consecutive innings. innings without allowing a hit or a walk. And the only base runner to reach during that stretch was on – like, he reached on an error, That's, which is impressive. He, and then he gave up a single to Sanchez, but – Yeah, and then and then that freaked me out because then Fairbanks came in and then things got really dicey in the ninth inning. And I was like, oh, crap, Voight's coming up. And yeah, the Yankees always make it interesting. They always, always make it interesting. Yeah, but I'm glad that they were able to pull it out in the end. It was – I mean, first off, Randy Rosarena, first home run first home run as a Ray, big news, yeah, considering yeah, that yeah. he's the only guy that's left in that in that trade for um, – which I'm still angry about because I really like Matt Libertor. And I, like, I'm, really, I, I'm really happy that they got Nick Bisco in the, in the draft because the, yeah. he's, he's now going to be 18 and he's already throwing 98, but he's a righty, but still. Like, I'm glad that they got a pitcher to kind of replace Libertor. Um, but if Rosa Reina is going to start hitting, that's really good for them. Margot started off the game with a double. Um, I believe Margot started off the game with a double, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so he was hitting, uh, obviously, Brousseau with the two home runs. He came close to hitting a third one. I think he came yeah. close to hitting a third one at, at least once or twice. I thought that, I thought that at that, like the seventh inning, seventh or eighth maybe? I think it was the eighth. Eighth? I think I thought that was maybe maybe had a chance off the bat, but he got a little under it, I believe. Yeah, and then obvious. So I I I was watching the game, but I wasn't. But I was following the game thread on the race subreddit, which which if you don't know is um, uh, slash r slash Tampa Bay Rays. Just look them up on Reddit. It's it's it, in my opinion, it's the best MLB team subreddit. It's 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 so funny because it's like it's yeah. serious, but then also it's just like memes and just a lot of garbage, quote unquote. But it's like yeah. a lot of fun stuff. And that game thread was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen because people were like, "Oh, we're checking in on the Yankees thread to see what would happen." They're like, "Oh, the Yankees fans are saying that like we're cheating in some way." And it was just I, I showed I showed Evan before this. It, I, I think that we broke them so much with this win that in the post-game thread, someone was trying to talk about getting their water heater fixed. And I just think that, like, it got to the point where, like, they were just so broken by this. Like, they don't know how to react because the Rays now account for over 50% of their losses. Yeah, I saw, I saw all the um, 
all the comments from the Yankees, um, all the Yankees reddits and all all their kind of chats and stuff. And like, it was like the five stages of grief. And then they're like, just going through all of them. It's like, oh, we suck. It's like denial and all that stuff. It was really funny. Um, yeah, that Reddit page is great. You know, I like all the Flappy Boys stuff. Yeah, Flappy Boys. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny. It's so good. But yeah, that was a, I mean, that was a great win. That was a great way for Brousseau to kind of come out. I mean, I know this is, I guess this is technically his rookie season, even though he did play some games last year. Uh, he's got five home runs so far. He's he's batting pretty well. He's he's contributing where he needs to contribute. Hopefully, he'll he'll kind of fit into a role as a as a utility guy moving forward. And I think he can do that. Um, but I'm just happy. I mean, I mean, we got the series win. It's the most important thing. Finished eight and two against the Yankees this year. Finished six and one, five and one at, at Yankee Stadium, which is the best record that they've had at Yankee Stadium at any point in their you know in, in franchise history. Um, yeah. They're just they're they're playing really well right now. They're four and a half games up on them in the division, second best record in baseball. That's I'm not trying to hype the team up, but I mean they're just they're 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 really in form right now, and it's really going well. Definitely, and, and also and once, oh, get, oh. and once we get our pitchers back too, I think Anderson's close to returning, and Drake's got to be Drake's got to be returning soon. So once we get our bullpen back, we'll, I think I mean just about, like we we went 18 and 21 in August with 11 pitches on the IL for most of the month. And just imagine when we get most of those pitchers back. I don't know. I think it, it's a scary sign for other teams, I think. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like 21 and 3 or 21 and 4? Because you said 18 and 21. I was like, I don't think they would finish. Oh, sorry. No, one 18 <laughs> games out of 21. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> something like that. I was like, oh, crap. We went, <laughs> we went 18 to 21. We <laughs> 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 to play 39 games in a month. but That would be, you know, honestly – with with what's happening now that could I honestly happen because there's so many doubleheaders so many doubleheaders um so Evan was just talking about I think this is a great way to kind of segue into talking about some things with the IL so obviously we got back a big piece in Morton uh for the starting rotation really happy about that obviously he was on a he was on a pitching you know he was on a leash he had a pitch count for the game he was going to throw three innings maybe four innings max if he was really in the zone ended up throwing two um how did you guys think about his outing i i liked it a lot he looked he looked really good i mean if he i mean his pitch count was hurt by that pass ball strikeout because then he gave up because that added probably seven or eight more pitches to his count and he still got to the third inning like he pitched into the third inning but then he gave up a walk and cash was like came and pulled him and then Curtis he looks really really good too not to go off track but he played really really well last night too um but Morton his off speed looked really good much better than it did earlier in the season mm-hmm. I think in this I think he struck out the side in the second you got Gardner Sanchez and uh, whoever was about ninth last night well, well whatever but he struck out the side in the second I don't know I re- it looked really encouraging from his performance last night yeah he went through that he he almost went to the full lineup. I don't think he got through the full lineup. But, um, uh, he pitched out those two innings. Um, pretty good stuff. No hits. Can't complain about that. You know, he's gonna start ramp. They're gonna start ramping him up. Maybe next time he starts, he's gonna have three innings or four, and then try to get him in uh, his season form. You know, all all these pitchers were caught off guard from kind of being a shorter like this summer camp kind of thing. And, you know, that's why there's so many injuries. You know, I saw a thing where it's like at this point in the season, it's like there's double the amount of injuries that there usually is in for pitchers in a normal MLB season. So 
it's encouraging to get some of these guys back and hopefully we get more help even though we don't really need it we got we got a pretty good bullpen still but mm-hmm. would like to see some of those guys back yeah i'm i was really encouraged by it i know obviously he had he he was on the he was on the il for a little bit i was really encouraged by it i'm glad that he uh, i'm glad that he was able to come out i'm glad that he showed a lot of good stuff he, not only was was his outing kind of hindered by the pass ball strikeout but also I think we forgot to mention this. There was a drone delay at some point in the game. Oh, yes. the first and, and then, and then, the, and then the guy who did the drone, who like flew the drone in, took a like took a video of it and then posted that video on Twitter, and it was immediately found, which is just the stupidest thing ever that you would like immediately reveal yourself on Twitter. It doesn't make any sense, but. Did it for the clout. It was probably a pretty cool video. Oh, it was probably – yeah, I think I saw a little bit of it. and But I was just like, you're such a moron. Yeah. Like, whoever this guy is is just such an idiot. But the, Morton had a really good outing. I was really encouraged by it. I hope that really helps because our – you know, our starting rotation right now is a little bit iffy. There's, we still need to work some guys out. Uh, not having Chorinos for the rest of the year really hurts. Definitely. I'm really hoping that Yarbrough comes back soon because we really need him. He really eats up a lot of innings, and he's a very reliable, and he's been a very consistent pitcher over the last few years. I'm hoping – right, sorry, go. He's very efficient. He's very efficient. He gets through a lot of innings with a very reduced pinch count, unlike most pitchers for the Rays. That is true. He's extremely efficient, and that's really helpful. Because he doesn't throw strikes – or he doesn't throw strikeouts, that's why. Yeah. He's more of a contact hitter, but – soft contact hitter and when you're a strikeout pitcher you're I mean you have to throw three pitches that bad to strike them out so it's just it like it just example it, uh induce uh what's the word uh it whatever it just raises your pitch count I guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah it really yeah it, it it hurts your pitch count and it increases it tremendously with that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. um but in terms of the bullpen, I hope that we can get some arms back soon. I know that we're getting a lot of good contributions from a lot of guys that I don't think that we really expected to be in those kind of roles uh, this season. I'm really hoping we can get Drake back. I'm really hoping we can get. I think it's Alvarado's on the DL right now, or Alvarado's on the IL right now, or is it, or is it, or is it Castillo? Castillo, he's, Castillo played last night. Okay, then it's Alvarado's the one that's on the IL right now. Uh, there's a couple other guys that I'm uh, obviously Anderson, um, who's kind of been the guy in the back of the bullpen this year. He's been replacing. Uh, well, I mean, he was kind of in Pagan's spot last year at times, but he also was replacing Pagan in, in, to an extent. But I think that it's re- that's really encouraging that that we're getting a lot of good contributions from a lot of players that we didn't really expect. And you know, that's just kind of the Rays. That's the easiest way to describe them is you'll get guys. You'll get contributions from the weirdest guys, but that's just how it is because it's the race. We find the diamonds in the roughs. That is true. That is true. Yeah, didn't we get ranked? Um, we got ranked the number one farm system. Mm-hmm. Number one farm system. Yeah, so that's good. Best farm system in baseball, always, until we don't. <laughs> <laughs> until we <laughs> trade them away. <laughs> we, get, we keep them for like three years until the rookie deals up, and then we trade them. Yeah, I don't there's a couple of guys down there that I don't want to give up, but I'm sure that they'll probably find ways to just get rid of people as, you know, as, as they do. Cause it's just the race thing. Yeah. Um, I guess our final thing for this podcast is just uh, obviously it's an off day. There's a, we got a weekend series coming up this weekend uh, at the trop against uh, the Miami Marlins. who we swept earlier in the year uh, thoughts about this series, obviously sweeping the Marlins in Miami 
uh, was a good thing. But the Marlins are, have given the Rays fits before in the past, in, in past years. How are we thinking about how this series is going to go with, with who the probables are going to end up being this weekend? Um, so I have them up on ESPN right now. Friday, it's Pablo Lopez versus Josh Le- Fleming. And then Saturday, it's Sandy Alcantara versus Blake Snell. And then Sunday's matinee is Trevor Rogers versus Glass now. So, okay. I mean, first and foremost, I'm glad that Sixto is not pitching. And Yamamoto. But, mm-hmm. Neither of those are in yeah. there. Uh, yeah, they both shut us down last weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sixto was – I want Sixto on the Rays. I, I feel like he'd be – he just looks like he'd be a Ray, I guess. He's got electric stuff. He does. Like, I, he just – I you couldn't have said it better, I guess. But, uh, I mean, we should – don't overlook this team. The Marlins are a very – they're a good team. They're I think they're maybe a game over 500, maybe 500 exactly. They're either uh, 16 and 15 or 16 and 16. They are – they're 16 and 16, so they're exactly okay. 500. But, I mean, they've had a chip on their shoulder the whole year. Um, somewhat, I don't know, I'm not fl- from Florida, but somewhat a rivalry game, maybe just because of geographics. Um, just don't overlook them. Take them seriously. We should we should win the series. But, um, yeah, it's good to be home again, I guess. I think uh, if we have an outing like we did last time against them when we scored like 12, it was like 12-7, you know, if we can continue to get good bats against the Marlins and they don't got their – they don't got their – like real aces in you know in these next three games so yeah definitely don't overlook them but i have good confidence going to the series especially after this high energy win um we're just gonna keep uh hopefully we just keep rolling and uh you know Brasso gets another two home runs maybe next game you know just keeps his revenge tour going oh yeah that would be nice that would be really nice um I um, guess for this week. Here, wait, wait, sorry. Oh, sorry. Just avoid the hangover, I guess. Like you said, it was yeah. an emotional win last night. It was electric. I could see us maybe coming out Friday kind of flat, maybe maybe content with what we just did, like kind of satisfied, be like, oh, we just won the series against the Yankees. Like mm-hmm. kind of relaxed, I guess, but just kind of avoid the hangover and just take care of business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. So starting with this series, I think we have – nine games left or something like that against teams uh, within the AL East. And those teams are finishing up with the Red Sox and finishing up with the Orioles. So uh, the two, you know, the fourth and fifth place teams in the AL, obviously the Orioles swept us earlier in the year. So you can't take the Orioles lightly because they have a good team and they have a good pitching staff. The Red Sox are just in shambles right now. So hopefully we can take four out of six there um, to finish it off or however many games left we have against them. No, it might be four, so just take three. Because we, we beat the we have, O's twice. And then we, we, got, we have five left against the O's, and then I think four left against the Sox. So okay. if we can take three out of four, or at least split the series against the Sox, that's good. Where, um, are, the, where are the O's games at? They are, I think, split between – because okay. we had the – we had at least – I'm trying to think. We had two games at the Trop, and then the third one got – postponed yeah it said that there was a home game it was a home game road game double header thing i don't know if that's going to be at the trop because it said it was in it, it was a navy blue so that would make me think that it's the trop but it could also be that they're playing it at camden yards but then calling us the home team that's oh topkin did say that topkin topkin tweeted it was a double header first game o's are the home team then night game 
the Rays are technically the home team. But... Is it? Is it? Is it at Camden Yards then? Yeah. Oh uh, so, well, that that kind of hurts us because Camden Yards is a band box. We we have been stinky at Camden Yards to say the least in the last couple of years. Yeah, I really. Yeah, that yeah that freaks me out. the The Red Sox don't freak me out as much, and then obviously the rest of the games are against. Um, we have uh, at least one or two series against the Nats. We have finishing up against the Mets and the Phillies, and obviously this series with the Marlins. Um, so I guess if you want to call it our hard part of the schedule is done, but there's still a lot left in terms of teams that could possibly trip us up. The Marlins are one of those yeah. teams, definitely one of those teams, because they've been pesky this entire year, and they have nothing to lose. Like a lot of these teams that we're going to be playing for the rest of the year have nothing to lose. The Oilers yeah. have um, – not the Oilers <laughs> – the Orioles, I mean, the Oilers already lost, so clearly they have, they 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 they, they definitely don't have anything to lose. But yeah. the, uh, the Orioles don't have anything to lose because they're just kind of playing to see if they can get into a playoff spot. Who knows if they will? The Red Sox aren't going to be making the playoffs this year, so they're just going to be playing spoiler. I don't know if the Nats are going to be making a run at that eighth um, at that eighth seed in the playoffs. The Mets are going to be making a run in the playoffs um, for the playoffs, and obviously the Phillies right now are second in uh in the nl east uh and then the marlins have nothing to lose either because both of those teams the both the marlins and the orioles at the beginning of this year everyone was like oh they're gonna finish with like single digit wins or maybe like 15 wins like they're gonna do nothing and obviously both of them have had much better seasons than anyone has thought so they're out here just to show that they can play and they're gonna keep playing their young guys especially the marlins because they've called up so many new guys i know that they they optioned uh, Jesus Sanchez back to their alternate site, but they brought up Jazz um, uh, Krishom or or uh, that guy. I, his first name is Jazz. I know that. Um, so they brought him up. They brought up Sixto, obviously. They brought up a bunch of young guys within their system because they're trying to see how they work. And if they're really good, and the same thing with the Orioles because they brought up Mountcastle. If they really work, then they're just going to ride with them for the rest of the year and just go with the young wave. And the young yeah. wave is going to – come out of nowhere because we don't have any scouting reports on them. Um, that's the thing about the Marlins. They have so many – there's, like, no in-between players on that team, I feel like. No. They either have, like, a bunch of old veterans who happen to be a lot of Rays veterans, or they have dudes who are just coming out of the minors. Like, I mean, and they just got – I don't know if he's playing this weekend, but Marte was a huge get for them. Definitely yeah. one of the more, intri- like, intriguing trades of the deadline. Very weird for the Marlins to do that, but – um I'm assuming he's going to be playing. It's been three days since they traded him, I think. So, but yeah, he might. He's a good piece. I don't know. I, I'm obviously never against the Rays, but the Marlins are a little. I, I've I'm cheering for them a bit. They they just they're kind of a feel good story. They've had they had 18 players on the IL at one time because of COVID. They've had like 100 plus roster moves throughout the year. And, and like they've just had absurd numbers. And the fact that they're still winning baseball games is. I don't know. It's just impressive. Very, very. That is, that is 100% true. I'm, I want them to win two out of three. I think that they can. I think that they can either win two out of three or they can sweep. I just think that there's going to be one game where they're going to fall flat and the Marlins are going to win. I do too. It's I, destined to happen soon. It, it is because, you know, a team, unless you're like the Dodgers and you literally traded for a generational talent like Mookie Betts in the offseason and didn't give up that much for it. Because I'm sorry, Verdugo's not. Yeah, gonna be anywhere close to who Mookie Betts is currently. Mm-hmm. Like, and and to be fair though, the NL is so much worse than the AL though. That is true. The NL is. But then, like, more than half of our games for the rest of the year are against NL teams, though. But hey, that's good for us then. 
Yeah. yeah. That is good for us. But and we're done with the Braves too. So that's yeah. That was that was really helpful. And we split we should have won the series against them, in my opinion. We shouldn't have we blew uh, the game. But hey, we split that. So at least we split that. It's every series against the team that we've completed this year. So obviously the Yankees, we won that 8-2. The Blue Jays, we won that 6-4. And the Braves, we tied 2-2. The yeah. Marlins, at least we've gotten a 50-50 split on it. Yeah. Um, and if we win tonight or if we're not, not tonight, but, you know, possibly if, if we put this up tomorrow, if we win on Friday, um, so the 4th, September 4th. Most likely going to beat the Sox. I mean, we're up 5-1 in that series. Oh, so we've at least clinched 50% in that. Yeah. So that's, so that's at least a series. Yeah. So that's at least a season split. So that's already two more season splits that we have. And then we just have to play the Marlins, Mets, Phillies, and the which, who we haven't played yet, and then finish up the Orioles, and we're two and three against them. So honestly, it could go, it could go any way. But as long as we keep – like I, I, I've said this to so many people, and I'm sure that you guys probably feel the same way. Obviously, Evan still being at Maryland, um, Gibby going to um, – you know, being, being associated with South Florida and seeing their baseball team in the AAC. This is like a college baseball season, but like at an MLB level. Like, every series matters. It's not yeah. like – like, if you get off to a bad start – I mean, even the Rays, when they when they got swept by the Orioles, that series mattered. Yeah. Like, I mean, every series matters. In retro – like, we've, been, we've made up for it, definitely. I mean, I think we were – I think we were 6-8 and eight after that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. No, we were 4-6. and six. We were two games under 500 at one mm-hmm. point. I yeah. And – I mean, we definitely made up for it, but yeah, it's like it's like a college football season. Every yeah. every game kind of matters, big like a lot. And yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what uh what Kevin Cash told them after that awful uh first away game series we had, but it definitely lit a fire under that team. And, you know, they haven't they didn't really lose a lot in August, so yeah, it was de- it was very good for us, very good. And it's- and I don't know what he said about the road because we were. There was a time we were like zero and five on the road, or yeah, we weren't good on the road, or one and eight on the road, or something like that. And now we're fourteen and two in our last sixteen games on the road. And yeah, that's crazy. One of those is in Buffalo, then one is one of them was two nights ago. So that's I that's I mean beyond impressive. I feel like yeah, that's a that's a big thing. Something like something happened. They finally woke up. You know, after after what happened at the beginning of the season, it's really made dividends. It's, it's really paid dividends and it's really made a big difference. And I mean, there's so right now they're 26 and 12, right? We got 22 games left in the season. They're in a really good place now. I mean, if we're looking at, if we want to look towards the future enough, which I don't really like doing, I'd rather just like look like series to series, but they're four games away from clinching at least a 500 record this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really big thing. Like if we can get to that point, that's, you know, we just grow from there. Like yeah. I'm still scared as heck if we get the number one seed, because I don't want to play the Blue Jays. I, the Blue Jays, I don't want to play the Blue Jays. I don't like. I don't like the Blue Jays. I don't like Buffalo. I just don't want to play the Blue Jays. It's exactly. just. I, and, and we and we talked about that. Yeah, and we talked about this on the on our first pod. Like the Blue Jays scare. The, the Blue Jays are scary, and I don't yeah. like that. Exactly. But there is a reason why they've lost so many games, though. I mean, their pitching is iffy, and we did win the season series against them. So yeah, they're not. They're definitely not the most comfortable team to play round one. But I'm especially in a three-game series. But I'm confident that we could beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I thought it was funny. So, um, I wanted to talk just, just before we ended. I wanted to talk about Lau for a second. Um, so him and JT Realmuto got hot at basically the same time 
and we're like kind of like going toe to toe in terms of home runs and average and RBI and all that. And they've both cooled off at exa- like they basically, I mean, Lau, I think has, I think he has uh, what 10 or 11 home runs and 30 RBI and he's batting like 260 something now. Yeah. And Real Muto is batting like 268 and he's got nine and 26. So it seems like they've both gone on the same slump. And that scares the heck out of me, not for Real Muto, but like I don't want Lau to slump for the rest of the year. Like he had his slump now. Like if he can just get back to what he was doing or at least get back to, you know, hitting around 300, not saying he has to hit, you know, like 400 or whatever he's doing, but at least just try to hit 300 for the rest of the year and get back to being as productive as he was on offense. He doesn't need to hit. I mean, he's not going to hit 20 home runs, but if he can, you know, hit five to seven home runs for the rest of the year and drive in however many, like if he can get basically to the numbers that he had last year before he got hurt, that's going to be huge for them uh, for the rest of the season because he hasn't been productive at all in recent memory. And keep – and. One of the, I agree completely, and keep the defense going. We played a really yeah. good defensive series, I think, against the Yankees, other than that one play in game two where mm-hmm. they kind of cost us the game. But we played – I mean, that was one of our issues in Baltimore earlier in the season and against the Braves in Atlanta. Our defense was atrocious. Like, I've never yeah. seen the Rays' defense, I don't think, that bad. Willie yeah. looked like – We looked like the Rays. Orioles last season. Yeah, I mean, it was – we looked like a, a double-A pl- a bunch of players, like, in that Orioles series. Um, but our defense still needs to improve a little bit. But we're playing really well defensively. Um, yeah, just keep the bullpen healthy, get them back, and yeah. go in game. Meadows needs to hit. Meadows needs yeah, to get yeah, back on the high horse. Don't let the bats go cold. Yeah, Meadows – who knew the righty hitters would be good right now? Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean – Things are going well. Obviously, we're in we're in a great mood because of what happened last night. It was a great way to end the series. Great way to make a statement by not. And I said this on the subreddit, and I think I said it to you guys. Like there was no like sh- make a statement with your bat, not by throwing at someone. And that's exactly what exactly. They and they chased exactly. Jordan Montgomery two outs into the game. It was you know they didn't score. Like they they made the statement that they needed to make to say that you know hey, Yankees, we're not a team to play to mess around with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't just throw at us. You know, if, if, if intentional or non-intentional, uh, we're here to play and we're going to be competitive as much as you guys are going to be competitive and you've dished out the money. We're going to be as competitive as you guys. Exactly. And, we, yeah, we didn't hit anybody. I don't even think we came close to hitting anybody. But um, And the Yankees hit uh, Renfro. I think it was Heller, Ben Heller. Oh, that yeah. was that I, was a. I, I felt bad for him. I did too. I don't think that was. I didn't a, think he should have gone thrown out. Yeah. No, that was it, a, that was an it, that was a very inside pitch. I mean, that hit him square on, like that hit him center on the thigh. But I mean, he showed very. He showed some remorse. Like he. Yeah, he was like, ah, oh, shit. I, like I could tell it was. Like, yeah, you could tell that he. It was not purposeful. Like I mean, yeah. I, one of the only times I think I'll ever agree with the Yank, like the Yes broadcasters, they were like, "Yeah, sometimes the ball just like that's the danger danger about putting like a warning in before the game is that sometimes the ball just slips and then you get ejected for it because mm-hmm. of the warning." Yeah, but yeah, I that was just really unfortunate ball. circumstance. And Renfro probably barely even felt it too. He's so big, so that is true. That is true. I mean, you know what happened happened. I think you know, and, and both teams knew about it, so. 
it, it, I, I, I really do feel bad for Heller because I don't think he meant any – I mean, it's not like if you're going to throw at someone, don't throw at the guy who's batting 170. Yeah. It's just like I like yeah. I think that obviously there was no intent because if there was intent, you're going to throw it. You're going to throw at the best hitter on the team and not Renfro who's batting – who's not as having as productive of a year as we want to. And, and it's clearly showing. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he'll be back. Um Luckily, they didn't have to go to Chapman because he did appeal his, um, his suspension yesterday. So I was really pissed off about that. But I was like, well, they didn't have to use him anyway. So it's not like it mattered. Yeah. But yeah. yeah but yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it for this week. We got any or, I mean, not for this week, but for this episode, we got anything else to talk about? Oh, uh, I forgot to say, um, uh, uh, you know, our thoughts go to the go to the New York Mets organization after oh, yeah. Uh, the passing of Tom Seaver, which was devastating. Um, I know that he was suffering from like Alzheimer's and or dementia for the last two years. And he hadn't made a public appearance in since 2018, which is terrible, but obviously one of the greatest pitchers in his time uh, helped the Mets win the 1969 world series, uh, 300 game winner. One of the, I think he's like sixth all time in strikeouts, three times Cy Young winner. He's, he was, he was, you know, Tom terrific, the actual Tom terrific because Tom Brady stole that for no reason. (laughs) Absolute but, legend. Yeah, but I just yeah. Rest in peace. Our condolences go out to all Mets fans and and uh, and the Mets organization. And uh, uh, rest in peace, Tom. You are you are a great pitcher, a fantastic pitcher, one of the best pitchers in baseball history. Um, so yeah. So I think on that note, you know, getting getting a little bit depressing, but we're gonna bring it back up. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, we're gonna keep growing this. Thanks thanks to everyone who listens to the first episode. I know we kind of did this on a whim, thinking that you know who, you know how is this gonna work. Um, but we've gotten a really good response so far in terms of lessons. So thank you guys uh, for continuing to tune in. Hopefully we'll continue to do this more. I know we have a Twitter account that's up and we're going to, uh, we're going to start posting on that. Hopefully Evan, what's the Twitter? Uh, it's the, it's called at roof race. Okay. At roof race. Yeah. So, yeah. So listen to us on, on, uh, uh, or I mean, listen to us obviously on here. I think we're on Spotify right now. Follow us on Twitter. Um, at Roof Rays. Uh, you can follow all of our uh, social media accounts, which I'll put in the description of this episode. Um, and yeah, uh, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and hopefully we'll raise the roof soon. Raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up. Boom.